Welcome everybody to the Out on a Limb podcast. We are so excited to be with you once again with Samantha tuning in from close to Hilton Head and Will and myself. And today we're going to we're going to tackle a topic that's fairly benign, but I think there's still some confusion particularly uh, around new seekers maybe um, about the differences between a psychic, a medium and a channeler or when we're doing readings that are psychic in nature versus a mediumship reading, uh, and then when does channeling come into play and all of that sort of stuff. So today we're gonna tackle that because you have here on this podcast, two people, I'm just the facilitator, but two people who do that regularly, both of those types of things or all three of those types of things. So Samantha, yes, ma'am. you want to jump in and tell us from your vast experience and your your knowledge base, what do you what do you think is the primary difference? Where do people get hung up, I guess, with all of this? Well, I find okay. First, I don't like the labels. <laughs> um, I think it was y'all who said something about, um, you know, it's it's probably more correct to say energy channeler because mm-hmm. you're channeling energy one way or the other, mm-hmm. um, but nobody understands that expression. So they understand the idea of a psychic, mm-hmm. but a psychic can encompass so many things. And then they have their vision of what a medium is. And they know medium is generally you're speaking to people who've crossed over, whereas psychic, you're doing more prognostication, which I say, I don't do prognostication. I do probabilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um to make that really clear, but I know some people who are really good at that, but those are two different things. One's more centered around the person, whereas the other one's more centered around an actual soul who once existed and they're reaching out to them. Um, And then the idea, and I know I'm taking this really broad at the moment, but um, then to me, the idea of channeling, um, to me, channeling is, um, well, you're moving definitely into that multi-dimensional layer you know um but it really could be anyone coming in i mean i've had people's loved ones step in but it's usually whoever's channeling through me that says oh so and so is here kind of thing um so they're kind of acting as the host of the channeling session i guess is a way to put it um did that just muddy the waters or was that kind of a did that give a good idea of the different areas of focus that each of those do it's a good good broad base yeah it's a good touching of the wave tops i mean it's yeah i mean i you know i i'm i'm kind of in the same camp i mean from the bit of training i've done you know it's you know mediumship work is just reaching out and i i call it reaching out side to side because that's where you know spirits always around us and and it's it's dipping into that frequency it's adjusting your frequency your communication frequency to their communication frequency and they're doing the same so you're kind of meeting in the middle and you're bringing bringing forward that information but the psychic work um is really just one-on-one it's that energy that's in front of you it's that individual that's in front of you you're dipping into their energy field and really pulling forth information that they're seeking that they are having a hard time recognizing it's there in front of them yep it's they just have not fine-tuned their radio to hear it um and it takes someone like yourself myself other psychics to um bring forth that information and the the you know kind of the fortune telling i don't you know i i I don't uh, you know 
I, I don't call myself a fortune teller, uh, you know, because I, I'm not telling someone's fortune. I, uh, or even predicting the future. Right, or predicting the future or whatever it might be. I mean, that's still fortune telling. It's, you know, it's interesting when, um, when I do this work and I'm, I'm in, in front of a client uh, that when I connect with their energy, and it's interesting because they'll actually have me you know, drawing on the floor. It's like the floor turns into a giant whiteboard for me and I can see what their, their energy's showing me. So I start drawing it on the floor in front of me and it, it's painting a picture that then I can tell them, you know, what, what information's coming through. So it's a very unique kind of dance that happens for me when it, when that connection takes place. Um, so but, I just say that is really cool. Yeah. It's the idea of on the, like that you're seeing this whiteboard kind of thing. Cause I, I get it, you know, in my mind's eye. Yeah. But it, you're it's <laughs> No, it's fine. It's interesting because that, that really started happening with probably the last three or four sessions that I've done in depth. It's um where before it was just kind of that, you know, it I, I I've got the knowing, here it comes, you know, let me give you what I'm what I've got in front of me here. But then um I there was a and I for those that have witnessed any of my work as far as psychic or even the mediumship work, I call it dancing with spirit. When I blend, I'm moving back and forth and I'm, I'm dipping in and out and I'm, I'm really kind of shuffling around to find the best connection. And once I lock into that, then the, the floor for me kind of opens up to this big sandbox and I just scribble in it. So. Yeah, he is dancing. It looks like he's like an antenna that's moving to find the right frequency and then he dips into it and mm -hmm. then... And, and, and that's, as I say, that's, you know, that's, that's my technique. You know, I don't, you know, it's just something that you know, spirit and energy has, has worked with me to fine tune. Um, and then, you know, that, that covers those two topics and then the channeling, um, you know, for me, that's, that's kind of my, that's my wheelhouse. Um, that's my, my, my bread and butter. Wheelhouse. Right. Exactly. Wheelhouse. Good one. Good uh, one, Samantha. <laughs> but it's, it's, words. you know, for me, that was, that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole journey upon itself, but the channeling for me, no matter what form it takes, is purely I'm I'm just the vessel. I'm purely a vessel at that point because, in the nature of my channeling, which is trance channeling, I am I am dislocated or or uh, you know disassociated with my physical body at that point. Your I'm, conscious mind is my conscious mm -hmm. mind is. Yep, it's stepped aside. It's it's allowing me to fully receive um, a kind of an unadulterated uh, stream of information. Then that is then brought through my voice and through the words and, and my, my, you know, I guess people say ourselves or animals, whoever it is that I'm channeling at that point. So I, oh, go ahead. I was going to, well, go ahead and give your example and then. Well, no, cause I was curious that um, I've been dying to ask you this um, because so the type of channeling that I'm doing is conscious channeling. Mm -hmm. So I am very present. I feel like um, it feels very similar to when I'm just doing, psychic you know psychic work intuitive work where the information when i get into a flow and the information is just coming through it feels very much like that mm -hmm. except the source of the information is very distinct mm -hmm. um, and their purpose what they want to cover is very specific mm -hmm. um but um what's interesting is you know i'm i just feel myself pushed back and it's like i don't feel like i can interfere i'm like well, why aren't you asking this? Or I think they really want this, but they're just going through and responding as they will. Um, but here's the thing, like, I'm like, if I am busying my mind, because I'm trying to stay out of it, and I'm like going, 
you know, well, I could just think of something else while they're paying attention. And I'm like, no, I need to listen, you know, because they're using my ears to listen. Sure. So do you find that you're, are you ever consciously going, oh, my ears need to be listening or are you really that far out of it? I'm, I'm, I'm completely that far out of it. I mean, which is exactly the difference between what you're saying, conscious channeling versus trance channeling. Your conscious mind is either engaged or not. And that's, and that's, and that is, that is why when I come out the other side of a channeling, I remember absolutely nothing. Now I get to remember all of it. So I don't have to watch it again. (laughs) But what, what is interesting, the, the more I do it, uh, now I don't re- I don't recall at the moment, but maybe a week or so later, Allison and somebody are recanting, you know, a session or something, and it's almost like you have a deja vu. You're like, oh wait a minute, I kind of remember something about that. What? And now I have to ask, did you during that session? Did you talk about such and such? And then she'll explain the. Oh yes, that came up during that session. That really is fascinating. So it's like it's like there's a little nugget inside that flips because a switch. technically even though his conscious mind is disengaged, it's going through the brain because the words are coming out. Right. So those words are passing through his physical yeah. brain. Yep. So at some point it's lodging in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just not recalled. And it, and it goes to the extent that people ask me, well, do you listen to your channels? Do you listen to the channel of the collective? That's my team that I, that I once a month do a, do a channeling for. And, or when we do higher self channelings, do you, do you ever listen to the information that's specifically for you? And I'm, nope, I don't listen. One, it's weird listening to my own voice even these podcasts when i'm trying to edit these podcasts i I have a hard time listening to my own voice no one wants to listen to their own voice i think everybody does but especially during the trance sessions because it does take on a different flow it takes on a different different cadence different energy you can tell it it, and even sometimes just a slight accent which reminds me this is fascinating so we had a client yesterday who asked a question about her guru and she was from Madrid, so uh-huh. she even spelled it G-U-R-U with an accent on the last U. And the way she would have pronounced it, you know, was guru. Well, he actually pronounced it guru during the session, which is not how he speaks. Because at, at the end of the session, she said, what is this word? I said, guru. And she just laughed. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh she said, well, during the channeling, you actually said it with the enunciation that it was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, that was fascinating. So, yeah. It, you might not be doing the channelings yourself, Allison, but you're getting to experience how odd or amazing or just like you're seeing him switch these personas and doing, you know, the weaving and all of that. You know, that is just, right. you've got a ringside seat to it all. Very true. I mean, at first I lamented the fact that I didn't have those gifts, but now I've I frankly would rather be on the other side of the chair. It's Mm -hmm. fascinating to me and to be able to ask all the questions and to watch it firsthand and to see the miraculous information and the miraculous energy and the miraculous changes that happen to clients. I mean, it's just so fabulous. But I wanted to, since I'm not a psychic or medium, I want to ask some of the questions that I think maybe our viewers would be curious about. Oh, sure. Did you want to add something first before we? Well, I was just going to say, you know, in in my experience, when I'm doing the channeling, um, I am remembering everything that's coming through, but I, you know, I can't see the people's reactions. So, um, so I've got a partner, Linda Eske, who's helping me like she's my partner in this. Um, we're doing this business called Spirited Intuitive Co- uh, Coaching. And um, so she's kind of, like I said before, she's being my Allison. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
and it's fun because she's catching in the moment because I can't see their expressions. And so mm -hmm. she's telling Bibi, okay, you know, this person's, you know, they're feeling this or, you know, how like um, that higher perspective, they are taking the questions literally and people aren't meaning to ask what is being, what they really want to know. So it, it kind of is a disconnect sometimes. And so she's able to notice that disconnect and reframe it in the moment, which I wouldn't be aware of. Mm -hmm. But when I do come out of the session, um, come back into myself, it's like I retain all that they said, but I also get the nuance of everything they were saying. So I'm able to even expand upon it. So wow. it's just a whole different dimension of doing it from the unconscious channeling to the conscious channeling. Mm -hmm. um, I just think all of it's just so fascinating. And it's, it's, uh, you know, I want to add in there too. So a lot of what you're saying, it's like, you don't, you're not, mm, I'll say visually connecting right to, to the to client, you know, to, or are you um, getting some kind of vision or some sort of picture as you're speaking? Are you seeing something in your, well, not so much that, but I mean, are you actually looking at the client? So if the, if you and I were having a session right now, are you looking at me or are you looking off to the side or, you know, my eyes are closed, okay. um, but they keep telling me, I don't need to have my eyes closed, sure. um, that I'm going to move into that, you know, much like how I, people would be more familiar with, um, Abraham Hicks, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I try to look at her videos to see if her eyes are actually open. They must be because she's walking around a stage, right? Um, so I assume her eyes are open, but they keep saying that I'm able to do that. But I'm like, no, I'll lose the, I'll lose the connection. You know, it's that kind of, you freak out going, I want to maintain this connection. I don't want to lose it. So um, what you'll find too, and to, to, you know, add to that, when you're absolutely ready for that, It'll be, it'll be the very next session. You'll have one session one day. And then the very next session, you'll, you'll start the session mm -hmm. and be like, why do I need to have my eyes open? Well, okay. I'll just open my eyes. And that, that session will go flawlessly. That happens to me with my breath work. I mean, I've been through three stages now of how I enter into trance. And the most recent one is I don't have to do that deep, deep rhythmic breathing that I was doing previously. I now just sit quietly and I listen very to the quiet nuances of the connection and it and it just pop right on right in but i guess what i was getting at earlier is when i'm working psychically with someone or even during a medium mystic session or a medium session that's one thing i i i don't say i will will not do but it's i is to have a gaze or a a visual connection with the person that, that i'm working with because i one I don't want to read into an emotion that's being ah. shown on someone's face, right? right? I don't want to kind of preload myself with a twitch that's or, a good point. or a shoulder that rug or an eyebrow raise, or some people can sit there dead stone calm and not even give an inflection. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. even- You also can throw you <laughs> that's off. That's completely yeah. Like, am I, yeah. is this right? Is yeah. this wrong? What am I doing? That's a really good point, <laughs> so, not to read the emotion, right. but you have yeah. to do that for you, yeah. which is- that's awesome great. yeah because yeah if linda sees that the person is confused or not quite understanding because some of the answers are quite as you mentioned philosophical higher level yeah. so yeah. they might not get it and so she can jump in and do that yeah. which in my case is why i ask the questions for the client mm -hmm. so i take it they might just ask one benign question but based on the answer their higher self gives i can go in a couple of different directions if i have an understanding of what the client needs or wants 
yeah. or where they might get confused because I've heard most everybody asks the same kinds of questions. So I've heard the general answers a lot so I can ask for clarity. So that's really good that you have a, a partner to do that. Yeah. So I was just going to say, you know, people really ought to consider working with you mentorship wise, because every time you say just a few minutes ago, you said, well, you know, you'll just notice that one day, you know, you just, it switches for you. And all of a sudden you can have your eyes open just to say that every time you make these suggestions, it was like, well, Samantha, why are you just asking for, you know, higher beans? Why don't you just open it wide? And that's when the channeling happened. You know, it's like, you're this, this permission magician or something, you know, it's like, why don't you just do this? Oh, okay. I'll just do this. And then it worked. So just to say, whether you think you're mentoring or not mentoring, you're mentoring. And I would highly recommend anyone watching this to consider if they're looking for that sort of thing, you know, just to sit and talk with you, have a session, just explore it because there's, remember you guys said a long time ago, feel like people come to you and that you, you, you do something, you, um, what's that what initiate or activate mm -hmm. yeah and it's like they just are off and running it's, so it's what it's what we've what we've always felt right from the beginning and i think even through some of the initial channelings that we've done you know we we find our role as not being the maintainer but the kind of the jump start the um you know the 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 plug in get started okay now i'm on my feet and then whether it's a new seeker coming in yeah. with no idea or whether it is somebody who's like me. changing their trajectory a, exactly. somebody that's been doing yeah. it for 20 30 years and, yeah. and they just feel stagnant and they're but they're feeling a push in a mm -hmm. different direction or feeling that the the universe is you know wanting to propel them into a place but they just can't get out of the well, they're not sure what that looks like legacy yeah. understanding yeah well what i like about that is that you know, then, because I know the big message coming through that I've been getting from, from my beans is this thing about, um, that we're not meant to be gurus anymore. We're not meant to be these people on a pedestal. And by the very nature of what you're doing, you're not, you know, you're not growing your, um, you know, this whole, I don't, it's not fan base, but you're not growing these acolytes, you know, you're, you're growing these friendships, these connections, right. these, you know, and that's a whole different dynamic because then you're on the same level with everyone. And to me, that's a beautiful exchange that occurs. And that ties in Samantha with what Will just said about the legacy, the mm -hmm. legacy understanding and the legacy energy, which is why this podcast is so important mm -hmm. because you know, you'll come up with you, people will come into your field and they've been, oh, I've been doing this for 30 and 40 years. And this is the way it's done, it's particularly with mediumship and astrology. And that's just the way the old rules were. That's the way they learned. That's the way they want to continue. But as Cryon says, <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. the energy has changed so much. And if you want to go through those rituals, your guides will be waiting for you tapping and that's your, okay tapping your fingers on the table just waiting for but you But you don't need it anymore the energy is so different now mm -hmm. and bless their heart we appreciate everything they did to pave the way for those of us who are opening up at this later time those people that struggled and were called names and were afraid and all of that we appreciate that but you have to be able to let go of that now and step into new gifts or like when we first started this, we had a person come up to us after a session, we did a channeling session, she came up and she said, and I thought she was going to compliment us because that's pretty much 
what we were always getting afterwards. Yeah. She said, uh, well, you, you didn't ask the question the way I wrote it down. So the answer doesn't, isn't right. Cause I reworded her question based on my own intuition or whatever. And then at the end, she finally said something about, well, you've only been doing this for a year and I've been doing this for 30 years. And I was like, wow, okay, that is that energy in action right there. And I had, uh-huh. I had to let it go, but it hurt. It stung for a while, but this is exactly what Cryon's talking about is people are just starting to channel or they're just starting to do whatever because it's time. Mm-hmm. And so there's no more about guru. We are all a guru. We are all that essence of source. We mm-hmm. can all do that. And it's starting to activate because they need, we all need to do that. So I what you mentioned about legacy, that's so important to, to recognize. So I, I want to add in here that, you know, you know that I had a crisis, you know, moment when um, I decided to, I, I felt like I needed to bolster my mediumship. I just, I needed, you know, you always need to go back and learn a few, few new things, re-engage energy, all that. <clears throat> so I went to, um, I decided to join this course of a well-known mentor um, I'm not going to say his name. I guess it's not appropriate to, um, but anyway, but everyone knows he's famous, you know, he's been doing it for 40 odd years, his whole life really. And, um, so I joined this course all excited cause I'm learning from the big Kahuna. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he had a couple of, um, live sessions. So I sat in one of the live sessions, um, and listened to people asking questions and you have all these people who are so excited learning these skills. They're at different skill levels. And they're like, well, I had this experience doing um, a mediumship reading for someone the other day. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You know, you shouldn't even be engaging in mediumship sessions. All of a sudden, it was like, you aren't ready. You haven't gone through this process. This takes years to do. You aren't even close to qualified. And I was sitting there listening to him, shutting this person down. You know, and, and the whole thing to me was, oh, you need to be up on this pedestal. You need to be admired. You've put in all of the work, but it doesn't look like, you know, and he was taught by the famous, what is it? Mabel. Mavis Patia. Mavis Patia. Yeah. And, and that was the, um, the Cadillac way of learning, right? You know, that is the top of the line, but you know, it's, it's, that is no longer like there's, everyone's coming with these different um, abilities or coming to it through different channels Mm -hmm. and to sit there and shut anyone down. It shocked me. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was, so all of a sudden, I mean, it put me into a whole thing of, well, am I really doing mediumship or am I not, am I allowed to call myself this? And I took a major hit from that. And then I was talking to someone who had just done a mediumship reading for not too long ago. And they're like, oh, don't you stop. That was so meaningful for me. Everything you're doing, you know, it's like, it is so fascinating that, you know, you have what I call the old paradigm energy. Right. And, and all of us whippersnappers coming along, (laughs) you know, Um, they don't like that, you know, but that's where we're going. And part of it is that ego. They, you know, those people, hey, look, I paid my dues been doing this a long time. You're not going to come in here. And I get that. We all have those ego issues. And when we're triggered, we need to, to look into that. Um, like you said, it, it hurt. It put a ding in your armor. I mean, it made you not feel so good about what you were doing. And it's kind of sad. You know, think about, I mean, you've been doing it. You've, you've established yourself for many years doing this work, right? 
And then you decide you're going to go do a class, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of take it to the next level. Think about the person who, like myself, just awakens. I mean, through a Reiki session. And I wish that had been me. <laughs> and it's like a light switch comes on and all of a sudden I'm, I'm connecting with clients through Reiki, but yet I'm getting their, their, their loved ones coming through to me that want to speak to them, showing me images of their, you know, a significant thing that would trigger a memory of that person. You know, when I, when that person comes out of the Reiki session and it's, and, and so it's like that. And then, so I'm just brand new green and I'm like, I want to go take that class because that's the person who's been doing it forever. And I, and I raise my hand and I say, look, during this, I I gave this woman a, what I believe is a mediumship session and I get shut down. What am I going to do? I am going to turn it the hell off because I trust him because I don't trust myself enough. And when we work with, you know, newcomers or seekers or those that are like myself just get turned on and they don't know how to handle this whole mix of, of ability. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to how much do you trust yourself? How much do you trust what is actually coming in? And, and I'll use myself as an example. I mean, all of this turned on around 2015, so it hasn't been a very long time. And when the, when the channeling started taking place, think about, okay, psychic work. Okay. That's been around forever. People get it. Mediumship work. That's been around forever. You know, Reiki that's been around forever. It's kind of a common thing. The channeling though, that's a little far off to one side. So my brain starts to think, well, what are, what are people going to think? What are they going to see? I don't understand this stuff myself, but yet I can't deny it. It's there. It's in yeah. me. It's coming through. I had to go through my own mental fatigue of trusting what I'm doing. And that's what it ultimately comes down to. If you feel it in you and you know that it's you and it's, and it's, you know, it's your ability. You've been gifted that through yourself. You just, that's the time that it came, came on, turned on, and you, you've awakened to it. Then you have to really honestly trust in yourself. And that's what, that's, I think, what a lot of people struggle with is what the world is going to perceive them as. It, for me, at this point, I mean. We're past that. Well, okay. Yes and no. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm kind of, I'm pretty much past that. Yes and no. Uh, so, but it's called goop, the good opinion of others. There you go. And, and <laughs> but it comes down to, you know, the trust thing. And so another test to that just recently, we had a podcast, we, we were interviewed by, uh, for the Jeff Morrow podcast. And I was like, Oh, great. You know, well, you know, so the very next day, it already had a bunch of views and there's a bunch of comments. So I get up the next morning. I'm like, Oh, let me take a look at some of the comments. And they were really great comments. And I get to one and I'm like, and then I get to another. Oh, oh, oh. random <laughs> Ran- strangers. Right? And he's letting their comments and- and the, and it's but they're and, so mean, <laughs> right? Or just even it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, ridiculous. I don't know. This is kind of you know, and it's just okay. Yeah. And I, but that entire day, I went through the mental fatigue of trying to get that out of my awareness because here I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm doing what I'm called to do, but am I? You know, it was that it's that kind of play game thing that goes that goes to your head. So then I get on the phone with Allison and she call she. Talks me, out of, you the talks me out of the tree and you know the whole bit and everything's fine but uh-huh. i i you know and i'll 
I'm a, I do listen to Rogan quite a bit. And he says, when you get to a certain point and you put yourself in front of people, stop looking at the comments. Mm -hmm. Just don't even, don't even acknowledge them. Good, bad, indifferent. Just leave them be because there are so many trolls. There's so many bad people out there that just want to take you down for no apparent reason other than for their own gratification. Right. Just leave it be. And so that's what I've done. I, 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 I'm great, grateful for the opportunities of being interviewed on podcasts and, and being, putting myself out there. And I'm grateful for those that have seeked, seek some assistance from those podcasts, but the comments, I'm just going to leave them be because that's where they belong. Even, even on my YouTube channel, there's comments that come along and I just leave them be. So, so you're talking about, you know, you're either giving your power away or you're owning your power. Yeah. And you've got to own your power. I mean, well, we all have to now, like it's, yeah. it's a prerequisite. And really for those that are, that are, that are listening and they're struggling with that side of themselves, you know, that, that side of trusting themselves. I, I, I challenge you, I challenge you to sit and, and each morning just wake up and tell yourself, not think it, tell yourself that I trust exactly what I'm doing because this is who I am. And when you start saying that aloud to yourself and, and trusting that this is who you are and, and, and this is your ability, you're going to feel a shift take place. You're going to feel an energetic empowerment take place in that ability. And that's, the, that's what I had to do. I went from doing silent matras in my head before a session mm -hmm. to speaking them aloud. And I instantly felt a shift and an empowerment. And now that's what I do. Every time I sit before a session, I clear myself, I clear the room and I call in my team and, but I say it aloud. I say it out to the, out to the world and it's empowering and it, and it, and it builds that trust. So that's beautiful. Uh, Allison, you'll remember when I called you, you are the first person I called when I felt that shift. I was so excited. I'm like, do you have a moment to, you know, to talk? And you immediately called me. What's up? I loved that. I was like, yay. And I started to try to explain, I don't know, it's hard to use the words, the, sh the sureness that you feel, the, it's this certainty, it's this, you know, you have arrived, you have, you have leveled up and it's not to say you've hit the top, no, <laughs> by any means, but you've leveled up and for the most part, you're titanium, you know, you really, you know, yes, you can go human and get real upset by certain comments, but for the most part, you just know that there's no going back from this point. There's nothing else you would rather be doing. It is your lifeblood. It's your oxygen. Yeah. And there is no fear in that when you absolutely right. know that you're being called to do this work or that you're on that perfect path, that mission, there's no fear. But I want to, I want to tie that in. I, if I recall correctly, that conversation, you also had this question or concern about labels what do i call myself like i don't feel like i'm a medium or i don't feel like i'm a psychic and none of it fits and our good friend judy buchanan had the same issue and we're all hashing this out because again the energy is so different and these legacy modalities just are all blending and weaving and it's just becoming right. this new stuff so if somebody were curious like what what's the difference if somebody were to come to you and say i want a psychic reading versus i want a mediumship reading what's the difference? And the other question that's really interesting, what's the difference in terms of what they're going to get in the session is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And if somebody comes to you for a mediumship session and they say, oh, well, that's not really my grandma, you're just getting that psychically. 
why, how do you, how do you address that question? And does it matter? Does it even matter? Why is that important? Well, I'll say that to answer the first part, I finally like, because I was having people come into the session going, well, I don't know if I want mediumship or psychic. Right. And I'm like, well, honey, that's two totally different things like the energy, you know, and, and so I would explain, you know, I'm reaching up here for psychic information. I'm reaching out here. Like you were saying earlier, well, you know, cause like when I was first learning to do mediumship, um, I kept reaching above, I couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, they're right beside me. Mm-hmm. And that was like, yeah. Whoa, you know? And, um, so I get chills when I say that it was like, so cool. But, um, you know, I, I, I wanted people to understand the difference and I actually ended up putting it on my website, you know, and it's like, please, you know, these and, and understand the difference prior to, you know, setting up a session. Um, so I have a full explanation. These are the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did that recently because it was, to me, it's so important. So, because you are, you're coming in for answers, for your life and you know your life circumstances it's all about you specifically when you're coming in for um intuitive i like to say intuitive work psychic work yeah. um but when you're coming in for mediumship it's not that you're looking to fix yourself it's that you have this desire to connect with someone who's crossed over and it, you know, and the thing is we usually say loved ones. I really can't stand that expression, even though I use it, but it's like loved ones. Um, because the thing is, if they wanted to come over and connect with Einstein, I've done that, you know, it's like, you can connect with whoever you want, but you know, generally they have that urge. There's something there. They want to come in, connect with a loved one. And I find that those sessions tend to be, um, they tend to be about healing mm-hmm. and, and that the person who's already crossed over, like they're fine. They're good. I mean, it might be that if it's more recent, they're still going through some stuff. Um, and then I connect to the higher self of that person, but, um, but they're good. There's no judgment. They're not sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm turning over my grave. Cause you did this, you know, right. they're all about the healing of the person who's still in existence, you know, who's still in the 3d. Mm-hmm. Um, So I find that really, really fascinating Um, to go to the other question. I've, I've never had someone, I, I, it's call me out. I've never had someone say, oh, you're connecting psychically instead of, you know, via immersing yourself with the energy. Um, But that was the point that that guru I was telling you about the old paradigm guru, calling him that, um, that was the point that he was making. You know, that you need to be able to say, are you doing this psychically or are you, you know, um, immersing yourself into their energy? And I'm like, you know, uh, if I really pay attention to it, I think I first, I feel the energy. So I'm feeling this energy. And as I'm feeling it, it begins to coalesce because your energy, when you cross over. And so I'm asking them to now put an appearance you know, formulate what you look like so I can relate to the person who I'm seeing. So that begins to coalesce. Now, how much of that, that's, you know, feeling them, you could say, well, that's part psychic, but that's also mediumship. But as they're feeling, filling themselves in and I'm seeing it in my mind's eye, well, that's kind of psychic, isn't it? You know, so it's, it's, to me, it's such a blend. I, you know, I I was about to say, I never see them just standing there, but that's not true because (laughs) there are times when I'm least expecting it and I can sense an energy and I can see something out of the side of my eye walking across the room, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. 
but um but generally it's not like they just suddenly appear before and they're ready to sit down and have a conversation you know it's 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 this process of bringing them in yeah. um is yeah. that similar mm-hmm. yeah so i you know here's you know kind of the nuts and bolts of you know my sessions when i do the psychic or the mediumship work or in this last case i actually had an entire family 10 10 people from one family uh, wanted a kind of a blended session, psychic and medium. Oh, I thought you had 10 people showing up. Right. That you were having yeah. right. Okay, so there's 10 real life people. Yeah, real life people. And they all wanted, you know, they, they, they understood it was going to be kind of a blend, blended session. Well, it's, it started off with mediumship and then worked its way into the psychic stuff. And I had, and I did, I, whenever I sit with a client, the first 10 or 15 minutes are really explaining my technique. And it's, it's to let them know that if I'm going to work with you psychically, I'm going to be a bit closer. I'm going to be not like a foot from you, but I'm going to be within a couple of feet of you. But if I'm working, you know, connecting to spirit, blending with spirit that want to come through, I'm going to step away from your energy. I'm going to be, you know, four or five feet away from you because I don't want your energy to blend into mine and, you know, I don't, I don't want to use the word infiltrate, but I'm going to use the word infiltrate, right? No, it's, I don't want to mingle, mingle your energy with the connection of spirit that I'm trying to blend with. And for me, I'm not, I'm, you know, some mediums, they, you know, they, their doors always open and their room is extremely full and they see them around them all the time. I am not that type of medium. Mine is more at will. Um, uh, when I said the intention to connect, um, then I open myself to allow those connections to start blending with me. And I, as I always tell my clients, you know, it's not guaranteed that, you know, that grandma Betty is going to come through today because it might not be grandma Betty that has the most profound message for you that you need to hear today. It might be uncle Bob that you really didn't like, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, I can't guarantee who's going to come in, Um, but it's generally when they do come in, it's very profound. Uh, For me, um, I don't see them. Um, What I get is as soon as the connection is made, it's like someone starts a movie projector in front of me and they turn it up to high speed and it's flashing in front of me. And I have to grab frame by frame the bits of information that I need to be able to bring through. And it's usually those frames are brighter than the other frames. So I know those are significant frames. So I quickly snatch them and I, and I have to address them. If they're, if they're significant enough, I have to say it right away. If not, sometimes I have to ask, once I'm blended, I have to ask a couple of times, are you sure this is what you want me to say? And they might reframe it. They might say it a little differently, but you know, there is that back and forth that I do. And so that's the beauty in it. And, you know, um, it's, you know, some mediums are, you know, there's, for those that are seeking to get a medium, you know, to sit in front of a medium and, and have that type of session, do your homework. Don't grab the first one you see in the phone book and, you know, get on their website, get on there, you know, and, and see what they do, see what their capabilities are, because there's a ton of different ones. Um, the good ones are going to be, you know, booked out six, eight, you know, 18 months. And those are the ones maybe to wait for if you're really looking for something specific. Well, and if you're a skeptic, you yeah. want to wait for that one. But if you already understand, right? and I think this leads into expectations. I think it's so important for us as practitioners to make sure that our clients have proper expectations. Or Well, and that, see, that's another thing that I said in the clarifications on my website. I decided to put that out there that 
you know, if you're looking for someone that is going to see um, the soul of that person sitting right across from them and be able to say, oh, they're like, I get those impressions. I'm not physically seeing that person, but I'm getting those impressions Oh, they're putting their hand on you. Do I get them always? No. Mm -hmm. So I said, if you want that person that, like you just said, they're probably going to cost five to Five hundred to a thousand dollars, and you're going to be waiting two years, and their wait list is probably full. But if you're wanting to make a connection, and you're allowing for the variance of you know the energetic connection, it's still going to be incredibly meaningful. You're right. still going to get what it is you need, which is why I don't charge that much, you know. And I know that my ability continues to increase, but it is not. It is, it is not, I would say mediumship is not my purpose for being here. Right. You know, I know that the channeling is, is the thing that has taken fire. That is like mm -hmm. all consuming to me. So, you know, it's like, yes, I want to honor people and I have the ability to do that connection. So I want to be there and do that for them. Yet it's the channeling, which is really all about you taking personal responsibility, mm -hmm. healing your life and and expanding upon why you're here mm. not everybody wants to do that you know a lot of people don't want to do the work and so you know but they do want to connect with their loved ones and i get that so you know but that's setting that expectation and that's so interesting because you know channeling back in the 70s i think when seth books were out and whoever was channeling raw there was a was that that blonde woman i can't remember her name um, or she was channeling some entity. Anyway, there was there were a lot of channelers, and they took took a lot of heat. <clears throat> uh, mm -hmm. And then, so I think people went kind of dormant with that. Oh, either they weren't getting a lot of, they weren't feeling the need to channel, or they were too afraid mm -hmm. um, because it got a bad rap. And I think then there was a lot of fear of, oh, this being or this entity is taking over your body, particularly with trans channeling, which is what those were, I think you're stepping aside, you don't know who can come in, some nefarious being might jump in, uh, how are you protecting, or it's very wearing on your body and all those sorts of things. And maybe some people are more sensitive to that. Maybe some people aren't as protected as they should be or whatever. Um, but now I think it's starting to amp back up again because for many reasons, one is the evolution of our consciousness and our planet and the mm -hmm. human beings. Uh, it's becoming way more love-based, way more higher vibrational, which means kind of the need for protection is not as great. And I don't, that's a whole nother topic. I don't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic because we don't even use that word. And I love the way Michaela Sheldon has described it. And maybe we can talk about that. Um, but when you know that you're channeling from the highest levels and when you know that your guides are from the highest levels and have your back and that this is your mission from source, there's nothing to be afraid of and your body actually he was told goes into stasis and mm -hmm. he's actually time is going by and his body's <laughs> so pretty soon he's going to look like he's five and i'll look like i'm 85. Yeah. but uh so i think it's start the stigma is starting to uh lessen now with channeling and and more people are realizing that this energy is just moving through them so channeling has a negative connotation perhaps with that word but it's about moving energy through you whatever yeah. that looks like whether it's through your voice whether it's in english or some other different kind of sound whether it is through movement uh you know all of it is channeling yeah. so that was uh, another topic another yeah and you know just to just to topic for another time 
Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you know, and I think you bring up a good point, you know, because I'm, there may be some that are listening that say, well, you know, if you're doing that type of that for myself, that, that trance channeling, how are you, how are you not allowing energies that aren't supposed to be connecting with you? Not how do you prevent with that? You? Right. How do you prevent right. that? Well, what I'll say is that for myself, when I first started doing this work, when I first, well, not even the work, this was just in the initial stages of channeling. Uh, my, my progress began with um, a QHHT session, a Dolores Cannon QHHT session. And some of the questions that came of that, not the first session, because that's where I was introduced to my trans channeling. But after that, uh, a number of channelings took place after that. One of my questions was, how do I protect myself? Because obviously that's going to be the first obvious question. How do I protect myself from whatever's out there? And my team at the time, once I was introduced to my team, which is Enoch, that was the first uh, energy that I connected to, uh, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Michael, and Source, they all collectively said, when you are connected with us, we are of the highest vibration and nothing else can enter in. So I trust that. Yeah, when Michael has your back. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I can honestly say now how many years into it three four years five years into it oh we're coming up on seven and eight now okay yeah yay he so just has I mean. that <laughs> i don't it I, goes on autopilot three right. four years i have yeah, no it's idea been since 2015 so. yes so yeah good oh, wow. 2015 and well no 2018 is the channel the channeling yeah, but you yeah, were conscious right. channeling before that yeah, and yeah. psychic stuff that's yeah. true that's true but with the with the trans channeling it it really, um, you know, we have worked with a number of clients now um, where most people would not want to. And I'm not going to get into the details of it, but we'll just say that. That's a whole nother episode. Right. That's know, another episode. <laughs> we got lots of episodes on tap for you guys. Right, right. Yes. But it's Lighting just it one down. of those things where, <laughs> you know, other people would say that I am not doing because that's going to do damage to my body. I'm, you know, or, or that's, you know, that's energy I don't want to connect to. And that's entirely understandable. And that's entirely sure. understandable. But for myself, I, when I connect to my team, I feel completely empowered because it is them, not me, that is guiding that session. And, and they guide me into someone's higher self to do the healing work. So when I come out the other side of a session, do I feel drained? Do I feel, um, you know, a, anything attacking me? No, I, I don't. And I, and I can sleep comfortably at night. And I can honestly say that, you know, I am, and I don't like using the word protected, but I'm protected. I know that I'm protected. My team has my six, my back, whatever you want to call it. They're there. And I know they are. And I, and I trust that. So. See, I have a slightly different take on it. I love that. But somewhere along the line, so I remember I remember something happening, an event um, happened when I was in my, I think towards my, it was my last year of college. <clears throat> and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and seeing three black figures at the end of my bed. And when I say black, like silhouettes, it's like the absence Nope. of anything okay mm -hmm. and i remember the fear that went through my body 
Mm. And it's like, you know, that thing of, will I be able to reach for the light before they prevent me from doing, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And it was, it happened to me um, two or three times. And I don't know where it occurred to me, but I decided somewhere along the, somewhere along my path. And this is before I was actually doing my intuitive work, just these things would happen. Um, somewhere along the line, I decided that um, they were not a part of my existence, part of my reality. You know, that simply was, I can choose to indulge. Like I don't watch horror movies mm -hmm. because I know the power of my mind. I know how my mind can connect to a variety of different things. So why would I junk it up and allow energy like that to even, cause I know that if I connect with that, I know I can connect with that, which exists outside of this protective bubble. Right. And so for me, this protective bubble, this protection, it's not that I'm calling anyone in. It's, it's simply that, um, as I love my girlfriend, Diana says, I'm not available for that. You know, it's like, so <laughs> it is not a part of my reality. And people are like, well, if you have something come up and you get those three, like I've had a, someone approached me about this where they were, they kept getting the three scratches down mm -hmm. their back mm -hmm. and they were waking up with their like stigmata. Is that what it's called or whatever, but they're waking up, not stigmata. Yeah. They're waking up with physical evidence. And I said, as long as you buy into that, you know, and I didn't mean to minimize it, but it's our belief system. Mm -hmm. So where is it along the line? I can help you if you want to take, go that route, but I'm not going to do some shamanistic, whatever, to help you overcome it, you know, it's also why I don't go in and do house clearings, yeah. you know, because again, you have people who they indulge in it's part excitement. This yeah. has happened to me. They're telling the story. So they're reinforcing the energy. Whereas, you know, I could go in and, and sage a house and just tell them what's going on with the energy and walk out, but they're going to keep looking for the evidence that it's still there. And they will just invite that energy back in because there's in some way that, that, that concept of their reality, um, they're benefiting from it in some way they're enjoying it there. Otherwise you would release from it. Sure. You know, maybe yeah. it's the attention getting or whatever. And I'm not saying it like it's, it, I'm not being heartless or, you know, saying like, it's not a part of your reality. It's real People, to them. Yeah. yeah. They're experiencing it. It's just, I chose to disengage from that. And so that's not a part of my experience. Yeah, and I think you know we're touching on a on a subject, not necessarily not specifically to that subject. But what I'm what I'm saying is is our own individual realities, right? I'm not here to discount anybody's reality, and I you know I I would appreciate it if people didn't discount my reality. My reality is that I know who I am, and I know the work that I'm doing, and I cannot deny that. And so if you have a reality, I'm not going to discount your reality. If your reality is that you have and you're seeing these things or you're feeling these things and, you know, or this comes to you in the middle of the night or you see this on a dark road or you, whatever it might be, fill in the blank. I'm not going to discount that because I've experienced a lot of things, not as, you know, not to every extent, but I've experienced a lot of things that I cannot explain. So I'm not here to judge your reality. However, if that's troublesome to you and you want to change that, yeah, absolutely. then we, you know, we, we take that very seriously and you can come and have a chat with that's your higher right. self or guides, figure out how to get rid of it, 
why it's there, mm -hmm. uh, and what you can do about it. Because you've got to be willing to do the work. You've, right. got, you've got to engage. That right. is the key. You have to come to a point of, of realizing something has to be done. If you're not willing to do the work, then it's just going to be another day. And you can come for a session. You can come for 10 sessions. But if you're not willing to complete the tasks or do the work for yourself, because ultimately it is you, then it's just words. It's just words and which and means and time. a lot of a lot of times facing the shadow, doing yeah. the shadow work, and so yeah. we need to bring this more to an upbeat place before. We <laughs> I don't want people going, "Oh my God!" You uh, no, the point is though that there's hope. Yeah, there's hope. Yeah. So if there is somebody in the audience, there's a way out. Yeah, and they're being bought. Yeah, 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 and, and it and there and you know we're not sitting here the three of us saying oh come see us there's no, plenty right. of practitioners out there that mm -hmm. that are more than capable in your area that can handle these things so exactly and, and, and who specialize in it too exactly and the other yeah. and we tell this all the time you know whenever somebody reaches us for a session and they've got questions about the session or anything like that first thing we're going to say is use your own discernment go inside and That's, use your own discernment and that is a good way to end this uh episode really i think is um how to use discernment to find the appropriate um practitioner for you so if you're looking for a psychic mm. reading you're looking for a mediumship reading or a channeling uh what advice would you have samantha in in finding the right person well i'll tell you the the best sessions i have with people it's because they did their research they you know looked at several different websites um read the reviews but on top of it they said there's something about you that just resonated with me mm. they were just like i just knew and when when someone's that tuned in then when they show up for the appointment like the energy is flowing it's like i get goosebumps it's so exciting yeah, yeah. It's so much fun because it's like they've come to play with me in my world, you know, and it's and 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 things happen. So much is learned from the session. Yeah. Um, whereas if I have someone who's just um, I've had this happen a couple of times because I live in a resort area and um, and they're just like, yeah, you know, I just thought for kicks, I just come for buy for a reading. Oh, dear God, those are the worst. And so I make it where people can't um, have immediate readings. If you want an immediate reading, you're going to pay a lot more for it. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you better really need that reading because I want the people who've taken the time to go, this is important to me. I, I need these specific answers. I want those people, anyone who's just coming in because they think it would be to have a reading a party mm -hmm. game, the energy. Yeah. It, it's, you know, spirit, as far as the work I do, spirit's just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're not down for this. They don't want to, the, my area is people who are trying to unknot their lives. They're yeah. at a crossroads. They're trying to get answers that, like you said, well, earlier, you know, it's like the forest for the trees. They can't discern what's going on. They're confused and they just need a light kind of shown. And um, maybe it's a job that they're deciding between a move or, you know, relationship or whatever, but that's when the magic happens. Mm -hmm. you know, they feel it out and they just know. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's important. You, you, you know what they get, they get the energy out of it of what they put into it. So if they make that quick decision, I just got to go see this person. And I, it could have been anyone who the phone or allowed me to, you know, or they're in just that price range, you know, I, yeah. it's, it's 
you no, can't really I, put into it. I love what you said when they said there was something about you. I resonated with you. There mm. was this aha. I saw you on this podcast and I knew I had to have a session with you because that's the orchestration of the divine. That's how they're intersecting yep. all of us. And we love that too. And we get that a lot. Um, because however meant 10,000 people saw the podcast and a few said, Hey, those are the people that I need to have a session with. Well, and another important thing is, you know, they might be coming to me because there's that res that, that resonance. And yet I might turn around and say, you know what? I think that with what's going on with you, you need to go see Will and Allison, or you need an energy healer. You know, like I've sent people to Judy Buchanan because it's like, this isn't really the area you, you know, you need to be focusing on. So I love taking a few minutes to talk to people when they're really kind of, I'm really not sure which direction I'm going in. So maybe they just had that resonance with me because I, I was going to be the one to point them in the right direction exactly. or a direction, yes. you know? Exactly. So yeah, it's not all about them just finding me. It's I might be a, a cooperative component. You're a stepping stone to their actual healing mm -hmm. process. Yeah, no, and I we we agree completely with that. I mean, that's exactly how we operate as well. I mean, it's, and I can't say enough. Those clients that just say, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I need to see you guys. Their energy is here well before the session even starts. And those are the most amazing sessions. So it's, it's just, it, it's and wonderful. It's so fun to hear their higher self say that in yeah. session. Well, mm -hmm. this was not by chance. This was not by coincidence. You put this on your timeline, this intersection, because your life is getting ready to take a new trajectory. Yeah. And it's so confirming and validating yeah. to hear that. And it, and it comes down to, and, and, you know, the, what all in part, I'm, I'm going to ditto you know, I agree exactly everything you've said, but it is that what we said to kick this little last segment off discernment and the, the, when you align yourself with your discernment and what does that mean? It just simply means finding the truth within when you just make decisions, then, you know, those decisions are made appropriately. This up here is going to shoot you off into 17,000 different directions. And it's going to confuse you more than anything that this is ever going to do. And what mm -hmm. I'm speaking of is your heart space. And if you can find yourself in that heart space when you're making decisions, those are the discerning decisions that are going to lead you down the appropriate path. So, mm -hmm. yeah. wow. And even when you're that wrapped up with things, right? Even yeah. when you're that confused, you your heart space is still there calling mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Saying, this is the connection you need. For sure. For sure. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. It is. And what a beautiful topic to end on. And what a beautiful note. And uh, this was a blast as usual. We've enjoyed spending this, this time with you all. And again, if you have any questions at all, reach out. All of our contact info is below in the content section uh, of this video. Mm -hmm. Like and subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that jazz. If you're interested in keeping up with these podcasts and when they come out and you want to be the first to watch them, Yep. Uh, we'd be very appreciative. So thank you again for spending time with us. And until next time. See ya.